Arturo. Yo, what's up, man? Released, they finally released a trailer for The Conjuring 3, otherwise known as The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. The yeah. Devil Made Me Do It. <laughs> um, now, the big, now the big question is, is the devil gonna make you watch it? Like, <laughs> listen, the devil doesn't make me do anything, first of all. I'm a big fan of The Conjuring universe. I'm a big yes. fan of the, of the first Conjuring. It's one of my favorite horror movies. I put it up there in my top 10, maybe top 6, but after seeing this trailer it definitely seems like they're going a different direction i know james wan isn't attached to direct anymore i think he's producing but he's too busy now yeah so busy a big time yeah Yeah. so the directing team behind it um uh fuck i told you who the dudes were right yeah they're they're the team behind la llorona yes so uh, automatically it's kind of like if you you guys go to the archive man we have fucking Toss that movie in the garbage so many times because it received an R rating, yet yes, the only yes. thing they did was the only thing they did that actually deserved the R was the backstory of the actual Jorona character. So I'm a little concerned about this movie. Um, being that after reading an article, they sound very fanboyish about it. I don't know, man. I'm just glad it's on HBO Max. I yeah, that's my thing too. Like yeah, it, yeah, it's going to theaters, and there's a good chance I'll see it in theaters. But at the same time, like I'm not gonna feel the drive, you know? Yeah, like, uh, like I'll, honestly, I'll like just watch it at home. Honestly, <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. The Conjuring could be the first movie I go see in theaters, and then mm-hmm. I was like, okay, cool. The Conjuring is a movie I will be seeing at home, <laughs> you know? <laughs> that's it. So that's the perfect way to you know what? But like, like um, I'll see it at home so it won't pain me to watch it um i'm curious about the runtime to be honest with you it, it looks different um they're touting that they're gonna throw the haunted house thing all on its head and stuff i know but that that's usually a bad sign right? yeah and like, honestly i don't see anything that much like different now it i guess it's not focusing of the interior of, of a house you know so it's focusing i guess the haunting is following a very familiar character around yeah, it looks like it's more like um, a possession more than a haunting. Right? I don't know. Like- I, 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 I don't know. I haven't seen enough of it yet to kind of right. give it a full blown critique. But people are like the people online are saying, oh, it looks so actiony now. It doesn't look as spooky anymore. But I say to that text, it's on HBO Max. So it doesn't pain me a thing. <laughs> Honestly, but legit, dude, legit. If. This was pre-pandemic because this movie was going to come out last year and they pushed it back. So if this was still last year, it'd be very questionable. I'd be very irate, more irate than you hear me right now about it, um, being that it's the third installment and usually like the third movie is like 
it's either like really good or it's just absolute trash. I mean, look at know? the Conjuring universe. Annabelle yeah. comes home. Like yeah. Annabelle comes home. We we talked about that one in the past, and um, we've touched on the Conjuring universe, so we are gonna have to do a full episode eventually. But um, Annabelle comes home, like you were saying, the third one just like went for it yeah. and like became like basically Conjuring one point five. Yeah, and like so, good because you of know it. what? So this one I'm, has to right. I- I'm hoping this one at least has some kind of fresh energy to it. I I wasn't a big fan of part two. I thought uh, I thought part two was very long-winded um, and not as scary as part one. So I'm hoping this one kind of refreshes it and takes it to a new, um, you know, down a new yeah. path. Dude, it's tough, right? When the first one knocked it out of the park. Like, Honestly, I didn't it, need a part two, bro. Yeah, because I, I did not need a part two. The, the fact that it, the fact that there's a Conjuring universe kind of bothers me a little bit because right. the conjuring technically i kind of just um attach it to a story you know yes not like oh it's a universe you know it's so i have problems with that i wish it wasn't as this is it's gonna sound fucking stupid like i wish it wasn't as a successful in the box office that it got a part two but, right. but honestly like that as a one-off horror movie, oof, yeah. my goodness. That first one is yes. as close to perfect as you can get, like, with horror. Like, it, you're, you're right. Like, no. um, it just, they knocked it out of the park out of the gate. So it's like, damn, like, what do you even do? Like, you're kind of... You're you're kind of working upwards. You yeah, know? it's like you you kind of have to like, damn, dude. You know what like, though? But I know what you do though. You do this. Welcome, folks, to episode sixty six of an official Court Feed podcast, The Morgue. And uh, with me always is Mister Nick Valdez. Howdy, Tex. Howdy, everybody. Howdy, Arturo. How how you doing today? I'm good. So if you don't want to, you know, fucking watch The Conjuring 3, you can go ahead and listen to everything in our archives. Um, people seem to love that From Hell episode, uh, 3 From Hell. So go watch and, you know, go back and listen to us bash the Rob Zombie stuff if you don't want to watch anything of that. But mm-hmm. um, as I was saying before, just to kind of wrap it up, I was good with the first Conjuring. The second Conjuring kind of left a little sour taste in my mouth because it wasn't right. as good. And the expectations were up there. I remember um, you and I actually went to go we'll see an early screening of it, remember? Yeah, I, we yeah. did see it together, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, we did. I, I was about to ask that because that was the one with the nun, right? Like, that's that's the one where you got the whole nun spinoff. Yeah, that's that the shit, one right? where they kind of fleshed out uh, that Valak demon. Um, and then where they got like, oh, let's start this nun thing, which, by the way... Have you seen the nun text? Uh, I mean, uh, the less said about that, the better, right? Um, exactly but- my point. But yeah, like Conjuring is working upwards from the first. Like it's working. I don't even know. Like you I don't even know how text? to describe it. It's yeah. Like we here um, on the morgue, we love to kind of just give directors with enthusiasm a chance, right? So let's right. just let's just see where this goes. Because like I said, <laughs> we're not spending any money on it, so it's not costing me anything. Yeah, you know I mean, I mean it's, yeah. the it's only be th- right on max. Yep. Like I mentioned, though, the only thing I'm actually really concerned about is that runtime. Because as we say it time and time again on the show, that runtime is what kind of makes or break something. Because even if the movie is you know not it, it is is bad. If the runtime is only like an hour and a half, it's like, okay, whatever. It was trash, but it was only 90 minutes, you know? Right. 
Yeah, so, that's true. I mean, and it's got an R rating, but as we just said, a, a, like, is, as you just said, yes. like, an R rating means nothing anymore. <laughs> an R rating, um, like we mentioned last week too, like um, uh, with Mo- with Mortal Kombat, the R rating pretty much was attached right in the first 10 minutes of the movie with that kid dying, right? So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of hoping to just get more than just um, an R for spooky, you know? Yeah, that the yeah. terror R, the, yeah. the like, Oh, this is horror. Because The Conjuring definitely deserved that R for terror. Because that just was fucking frightening shit. You know what I mean? So if if you are going to give this movie an R for the same thing as the original one, you better fucking bring it, dude. So, yeah, you better bring it. But, um, folks... We're going to bring it this episode. We have a double feature for you guys tonight. We have, um, we're covering two very, very awesome fucking superhero TV shows that just kind of wrapped up recently. Uh, Tex, let's start off with um, uh, Invincible, right? Mm-hmm. Um, brought to you by Amazon. Again, Amazon, I think we've said it before, Amazon is bringing it with their TV shows. Like, they definitely found a niche, you know, and I think a lot of their TV shows, if you look at their lineup, like they're they're very like like a lot of genre stuff, you know. Yeah, it yeah. is a lot of genre. It, stuff. It's not like Apple TV where they're going super like drama or shit like that. Yeah, and, Apple yeah. TV's going for like the prestige TV, the highbrow with, shit, like, right? Yeah, highbrow with like, uh, you know, the big award-winning actors. Yeah, and Prime is like, no, we'll give you a military show and Jack Ryan. We'll give you like super violent superhero stuff with the boys and invincible now and like uh then we'll give you your comedies with like um like upload and like all these like yeah amazon's going for it yeah yeah it's it's going for it with original stuff it's not like a netflix where they just kind of tag their name on shit you know netflix is like here's everything there's a difference between yeah they just have like a a big budget and they're like okay sprinkle some of this in the budget some of this some of this some of this some of this put the netflix name on it and just throw it out there and and see what sticks i know like that's actually harmed the brand now have you seen i agree there there are reports that are like netflix is like losing this whole streaming race now because it's like you know what do they have but uh, you're Honestly, a great fucking, like, a quick little story aside about that same thing. I was just bored the other day. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I haven't uh, been on Netflix in several days. Let me click on it, see what's new. Because, you know, usually they put the new stuff up there, right? So I usually use an Apple TV to navigate it. But I know that the PlayStation 1 has the same format, right? And their their interface, though, needs, like, a little work. Because they make it very kind of – it's compact and they throw a lot of visuals at you. But Mm. they never put the new releases up top and what you're watching right there. Like, you always have to sift through it and it's just confusing. But, like, uh, just going through all the options and I'm like – I. I don't want to watch any of this. Yep. It doesn't look good to me. Because it's all like, it's all of their originals now. Like that's the difference. Like it's just originals. Yeah. That's the thing. Like it's just, it's, it's just, it's like I said, a budget. And they're like, okay, we need to make these shows, you know, what kind of like, who can we like give this money to that can make us a quick little show and see what stick. But that's the thing. Like I know that they've released shows in the past that they've just abruptly canceled too and people actually wanted them back and then they released new shows instead of having shows that are successful come back right yeah so but that's a different case with invincible 
Like yeah, Am- exactly. Amazon, uh, before we even get into this conversation, Amazon full blown fucking balls in that show, dude. Yeah, like they they've confirmed that season two and three are like on the way for that show. So they're going the boys style with it. The boys was like confirmed for season three before season two came out. Yeah, and uh, uh, and again, like I'm speaking of the boys. And, and the fact that it's on Amazon, I kind of wish Invincible came first because the actual source material did come way before The Boys. Yeah. You know? And yeah, now cause... having a show like Invincible, having a show like The Boys together, yes, they're very different, but they're kind of quite the same because it's superhero violence, right? Right. Like, as we uh, as we talked about before when we gave our first impressions of it, it, it's kind of the same thing. Like, watching the rest of the show, I have a different opinion, but, like, it's now lumped in with all of these, like, adult superhero... Like you're saying, it's, uh, like, Kick-Ass and The Boys. The and, dark like, superhero take, right? Yeah. Like, now you have... Um, you even have DC doing that stuff now. It's a Justice League Snyder Cut, right? Like, yeah. You have, yeah. You have the evil Superman man there yep. and like you have all these things already but invincible was one of the first ones to do that um i forget who the other co-creator is but robert kirkman who yep, also robert did kirkman. Uh, the walking dead comics now he's saying that like, i mean as a quick aside now he's saying he might do like they might they're thinking about doing an animated one and what, walking dead yeah uh do we really need more no like, we don't no, we don't we, we like don't. come we on don't. how many seasons did this one uh, the live action have too many, it's right? Still, it's still going. Like, it's, uh, it's, it hasn't finished yet? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they just, like, they just aired, like, the second half of season 10, uh, I believe. Like, question, because uh, I dropped off at, like, season 2. Do they still follow the comics? Are the comics still even being printed? Like, like I, is, is the story still ongoing? From what I've seen, uh, from what I've seen mentioned and stuff, it's here and there. Like, the comics are done. The comics wrapped up. Uh, the okay. comics wrapped up around, like, uh, 140 issues or some shit like that. But, like, um, yeah, Walking... Like, I I would not doubt an animated one coming because they, they're doing, like... Um, they have a main show. They have um, spinoff shows. They're, they want to do <sighs> movies. Oh, like, man. Dude, like, and, honestly... And, you know, and um, Invincible kind of has the same problem, too, because they're also making a live-action movie for Wait, it. what? Yes, right? That's so, fucking that's fucking breaking news to me. Holy <laughs> shit, are you serious? Yeah, they've been they've been trying they've been producing uh they've been working on the live action one and the cartoon at the same time. So like the yeah, they're still trying to make the live action one happen even oh, though like man. you know what I mean? Like I would definitely not do that. Yeah, it defeats <laughs> it it defeats the purpose, right? The enti- like, it defeats the entire purpose of even having the show. And yes. and honestly, like I think I've said it before, you can do so much more in the animated realm than you can in the live action realm, especially Agreed. with the kind of content that comic book has. Like, I mean, come- listen, there was this one scene in the show where Omni Man just goes and crushes a guy's head with his hand. Oh, that. I have a big problem with that because now you're going to oversaturate the market with this brand that just got two more seasons. So now people are going to do a direct comparison. Oh, but the show's way better than the movie because this is uh, this and this and that. And if the movie is actually really good, I don't know what it'll do to the show, honestly. But um, it's... Yeah. I have a problem with that. Like not, people not just gotta slow the fuck down. Slow not everything down. needs a, a live action version. It doesn't. Like, like breaking down the show itself, right? Like even like what we were saying at the beginning, we were talking about it. Like it had a rough start 
Yeah, like, it did. Like um, it did. You know what though? I think to us because you and I know the source material because we actually read the comic books back then. Right, I think to yes. us it felt like a rough start because it wasn't. They threw you in the deep end pretty much right away in episode one, mm-hmm. where um, in the comic books they kind of expand that that first episode to pretty much the intro arc of the comic book. Right. Yeah. You you're know. Right. So we pretty much get six issues in one. You know, like in one fucking. Uh, you know, episode. And it, it's the first episode where Omni-Man kills the entire, you know, squad of the Guardians of the Globe, right? And and we get that at the end of the first arc of the comic. Mm-hmm. So we got all that information, you and I, right away. But I think looking at the grand scheme, maybe for the person who doesn't know the source material, it's better that way, I think. Yeah, because, I would yeah, agree. Yeah, because we agreed then that, you know, after that episode, things get kind of, you know, like it gets better in, in terms of pacing. Yeah, for us. Like, for yeah, because there's um, it's kind of like like we we talk about the boys again. Like it's yeah. kind of like the boys. Remember when they released the first three episodes of season two? Yes, and season two, those first three episodes were basically like an entire arc before Correct. like season two officially began. Yeah, you know exactly, because I mean? it was the stuff to show you what happened like in that little interim, you know? Right, yes. The catch-up, you know what I mean? Yes, like, yeah, yes. Yeah. And Invincible did the same thing. They dropped like the first three episodes and we were like, we were both like, yeah, yeah, this is all right. Yeah. But then once the season actually got going and, you know, like you're saying now, now that we've seen the grand scheme of things, yeah. the, the pacing is much better. You know, like it, it, it all worked out because um, doing that Omni Man reveal early on meant like that they could play with that for yeah. the entire season. Yes, that's a very good point. And I was just thinking um, in the same line because it's like you know who done it. Yes, there so is now, no, there's yeah. no time wasted on the mystery. Exactly. Yes. So for people who you know who are just getting into the whole story, it's like oh shit. This guy's a fucking murderer, and he's and he's over here acting like this Superman kind of dude. Yes. Um, so I think that actually does work out. Um, so in retrospect, it was a smart move, but at first, like viewing, I was like, oh, that's a bit much right away off the bat. But like at the end of, uh, but honestly, at the end of the first episode, I was like, oh my god, I can't believe they threw that at people right away. I think yes. I was more shocked at the fact that they just through all that and the fact that they kind of did show all that violence right away i was like holy shit what an overload over here and um i'm all for it i thought it was a bit much at first for the first viewer but fuck it it just it worked yeah i mean it set the tone really right yeah yeah Yeah. because like even then like the violence never got to that extent as the the last until the last episode yeah because like (laughs) you know um Invincible himself, he'd get his ass beat. And oh, it's dude, that, that it, was... dude, it's so funny <laughs> seeing reactions to that because you know, we reading the comic, like I know full well that he always got his ass beat. Always know? got <laughs> his ass handed to him, yo. Always. But like it's so funny like going to like see what people are saying about this show and yeah, people are all like, yo, what are you doing? Like wasting time, you got your ass beat. Like <laughs> Like, at the end, right? Like, at the end of the season, he's like, oh, well, I guess I'll finish high school. And then one of the funniest things I saw against that was like, what are you talking about finish high school? Go fucking train. Get your, <laughs> get your ass handed to you. Like, well, but, you see, but, but that's the thing with Mark. Uh, Mark Grayson is his name. Yes. Um, uh, Invincible. He wants to be a hero. He still wants to be a teenager. You know, like, yes, like yes. 
it's like that Spider-Man thing. Yeah. You know? Um, And you know what? And Spider-Man also gets his fucking ass kicked. So you can actually equate that kind of, not the same kind of like story, but the same kind of um, character type. That high school kid just learning to be with his powers, but also wanting to be with his girlfriend. You know how, you know, he's trying to make a relationship happen over here, but he obviously can't reveal stuff just like in Spider-Man. So there's a good kind of parallel right there with the character. And it's, cool to see um that they actually put all his fucking ass kickings in there from his oh yeah from his emotional ass kicking to the breakup with amber right they kept every single one dude every single fucking piece of fucking like ass kicking that mark Grayson took just was thrown right at you and it was dope though because that's the character you know it's a cool it's a cool type of hero where it's like hey listen he has that steve roger mentality it's like yo i can go all day and uh I'm glad they kind of did that and I'm impressed. This is why I'm disappointed to hear there's a live action because it's hard it, it, it's hard to translate that man like I understand people have done it listen if you're gonna do it do like a, a fucking multiverse thing where it's like 3D animation or something you know what I mean yes, like yeah do something different like that but I think um having a live action and just seeing how the first episode breaks down. And we ha- we haven't even gotten in- into the meat of the story yet. But just seeing how the first ep- like episode breaks down, you're going to have to... You can't. It's going to be super lame. You're going to be... Yeah. Get, you're going to get an NC-17 off the bat. And you're going to have to trim. You're going to have to trim. You're going to have to yeah, trim. Yeah, because it's like... How do you how do you tell us how do you tell this story in a movie? You know, because like it's the same thing. Like even adapting for the show, like they sped up some of the pacing yeah, of the comics. Exactly. In, in a movie, you can't. You would have to speed yep. it up even more. Like yeah. to the point where like it's basically this whole heel turn is meaningless. You know, like um, exactly. So, or else you're going to um, end up like Mortal Kombat where it's just a movie full of setup because you're yes. trying to tell a story f- further down the line without revealing too much right off the bat. But you're absolutely right. Telling this kind of story in a two-hour format, right? <laughs> Let's give it two hours, right? It's yeah. going to be very difficult because, uh, for instance, each episode of the show is like 45 minutes, 47 minutes. Yeah, it's already like yeah. a long cartoon yeah. show. Like It's, it's it, very in-depth, which is pretty dope, honestly. I'm glad yeah. about that too. Yeah, because like I was, exp- I remember watching the premiere and I was like, "Wow, this is long." I was expecting yeah. like half hour episodes, dude. Like, yeah, because then, we're then, fucking used to WandaVision where we got twenty one minutes of shit, you know? Yeah, and like after I was like, "Oh, maybe that's just the premiere episode that it's like forty five minutes," and then the next one I was like, "Oh, it's another forty five minutes," and then but that turned out to be a great a great pacing for the show itself, you know? I agree. I agree 100%. Like, at first, I was looking at the runtime. I was like, huh, these are a little long. But then I was like, shit, I kind of wish it was like, just give me an hour. You know, give me 55 minutes of show. But they did manage to squeeze the right content and the right amount of stuff into each episode but just right. let's um enough about how we like the show um let's talk about i think what our favorite episode and it has to be the finale right yeah um, yeah it's the finale uh, <laughs> hands full, down full spoilers from here on out if you haven't seen it but um yeah so the like the whole thing about omni man and his father like being a super murderer it comes to light in the finale where he's like yeah i'm actually from uh i'm an alien from this conquering world you know Vulture uh, yeah, Viltrum. And Viltrum, like, yep. But it's the whole spin on the, the Superman Krypton thing where he's like, he's not sent there to save it. He's th- sent there to conquer it and move on. You know? The complete and, antithesis of Superman. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, and, you know, um, 
Omni-Man's like his own dude. He he never feels like an anti-Superman. No, either. no, like, never. No, especially like he, in the yeah. finale. You know, that's what I like about this comic book because like a lot of people create their own Superman. You know, like in their universes and their own mm-hmm. comic brands and stuff like that. But Omni-Man just felt like Omni-Man. Like um, like from the very start, like you wouldn't even compare him to Superman just just because of the way he is. You know, just honestly, the mustache alone throws you off completely Word, from thinking dude. Superman. To be honest with you, I think that's a good character trait that Kirkman put in there because it's like you don't know behind what lies behind the mustache. You know what I mean? <laughs> you don't know yeah. what happens behind that stash. So you're like, yo, is this guy good? Is this guy bad? I'm like, he's a handsome dude, but it's like he has this mustache. He's a superhero. And it's funny. If you think about it, there's not a lot of superhero with just mustaches. I think yeah. Forge had one in the X-Men, but he had this little pencil one. No, um, <laughs> that's a good point because that's a way to show how little he cares about the yeah. Omni-Man thing. He's like, fuck that. Yeah, the Omni-Man thing is just a persona. And so that whole episode is basically just him beating the shit out of Mark, you know, because trying to teach him, hey, like, you, this is your job, too. You're supposed to conquer these ants. Yeah. You know? um, and, dude, first but off. It's a, um, it's a great beatdown, though. Like, Just before we get more into that beatdown, let's talk a little bit about that um, that origin story, like a Viltrum. How dope was it? It's like you had this society full of super alien, you know, beings. Right. fighting to the death to see who is the strongest dude imagine fucking just being a person on that planet and just having to fight for your life just to fucking be the best yeah and that, that, that was, you know that's wild. There's a lot of questions about that too. It's like, where do you stop? Like, when yeah. do you like when do you decide? Oh, we're the strongest of the strongest. Yeah, know? because like, like, there's people left, right? So, did you guys just fight it out and be like, you know what? Um, we're good. Yeah, they or said did like you... half the population is left. Yeah. But I'm like, where do you? When do you like? When did you? Maybe figure the government out that half was. Maybe the government had like you know. Yeah, I mean, maybe we'll see that in future seasons. Right, right. But, but like. It, I dug that, but just seeing that origin story kind of already put you in the mindset that this guy doesn't give a fuck, yeah. you know? And <laughs> and and fast forward to that beatdown, like, he doesn't give a fuck. Like, like really I've doesn't seen, give dude, a fuck. Dude, I've ever yeah. seen, ever seen a comment online saying, like, oh, <laughs> this dude was on his uh, a new kid shit. <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he was like, ah, I want to start all over again anyway, because he explained how they age, and pretty much they fucking live thousands of years. And uh, he was like, I, I can just start all over again. He, he even says, what's another 17 years, right? Yes. Oh, my God. And honestly, that beatdown was a little tough to watch after a while, because he, he was just wailing at him. <laughs> And over it's because they over it's because that's where they save the budget. Like I yes. think my biggest critique and stuff going forward is that I hope season two or three get more money to throw into its animation budget. Cause like now we see what it could really do with that beatdown. Like I was like and you get some inventive kills in that too. Like um yeah. I mean yes. the train, dude. I think I think that's our favorite scene of the entire I, show, right? I, yeah, I think that's one of my favorite superhero scenes ever. ever. Dude, like, it's something that you saw in the comic books, right? But then, right. you know, it's in, it's it's just in a panel. It's in a still. But just seeing it, like, in live animation, it was just absolutely incredible. Yeah. And the fact and that... totally yeah. forgetting about it, too. Like, yes. I, I, I totally forgot about that yeah. happened. Dude, and it was... It's great that, like, Mark or Invincible... Um, uh, he is invincible, right? Pretty much, because that's the only way that that could work. Because his dad gave him a first, uh, you know, a first person like view right there of how it is to like say 
fuck these people. You know, watch. Just look as I just pretty much, like, steamroll you through the middle of this train. Completely, yeah. uh, like, <sighs> killing anyone in this path, and you can't do a single thing about it. God, oh, dude, how helpless he was, man. Yeah, it's so, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's not only, like, the beatdown that works. It's the viciousness of it. It's the yeah. evil of it. It's yeah, the dude, fucking, like, yeah. it's, it, like, this is evil stuff that the guy's doing you know? dude like it's like a, a care uh a, a no care for like life whatsoever yeah and, like this is yeah. this is this kind of things that like dark side should be doing yeah like this is like this is evil stuff you know like it, there's little details in that too like when omni man steps on the guy like right afterwards oh. to like squish him and stuff like dude yeah it, it's just stuff like that where like and it's all serving a purpose because he's trying to get he's trying to get his son to like snap the fuck out of it and become yeah. a Viltrumite, you know? Yeah, because it's like, hey, listen, like all these people, you will outlive them, like whatever. Like even when he called his mom a pet, like he was like, yeah, she's just like a pet to me. Yeah. I was like, oh man, dude, that that's brutal. <laughs> and then she heard that shit and um, just like, but. Honestly, you know, to Omni Man, like that's just what it is, you know. Yeah. Listen, I, I, he's pretty much he's a god, and he's just telling me, "Listen, who cares? Your mother was kind of good. Just it's he did it, it, it never went this far, but it's it was pretty much for breeding purposes, and it's just so well done in terms of just the vibe. It kept the entire vibe, entire like the entire episode was just Omni Man showing fucking invincible. Hey, listen, fuck this. This is what we're here for." Lo- who cares about casualties and loss of life? This right. is your job. And if you don't like it, I'm just going to kill you and I will make somebody else who will do this. Or else, like, or fuck it, I'm just going to go solo. Right. Because, like, as we saw, yo, he's just he's just so fucking strong. Honestly, I think Omni-Man can definitely take on Superman one-on-one and just... Probably not. <sighs> really? You don't think yeah, so? because Superman's got all the extra stuff. Superman's got laser eyes and I love cold Superman. Breath. Oh, that's right. He does. Omni Man's just strong, right? He yeah, doesn't have and, that, any of that extra stuff. And Superman has like, if you want to get into super comics and stuff, like he he has his kung fu, his alien kung fu shit, you know, and he gets stronger in sunlight, you know, like yeah, he's like a like a Goku and Jace, right? Yeah, there's no contest. Like uh, Omni Man's just strong, but I would like to see that fight though. Yeah, there is a contest in the fact because, that, like, Omni-Man you know, does not hold himself back. Exactly. Like, that's, so that's it's like a Joker, you know? It's like a Joker yeah. kind of mentality where he's like, hey, oh, you see Lois over there? He'll just kind of quickly speed there in a millisecond and just snap her neck. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a Superman who's driven only by violence. And oh, like, dude. Yeah. But, but listen, when Superman is driven by just, like, enraged passion about oh, something, yeah. it's, it's, a it's a wrap for anybody involved, man. Yeah, and you're that right. would Om- include that would Omni-Man include Omni Man has no chance. Omni Man yeah, has no like, chance. In terms of like the the like the Superman adjacent rankings, like uh, he he would beat out Homelander, you know. But oh yeah, lose, yeah, he would lose to Superman. Like, yeah, it, it, he, he, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think yeah, you're right. Everyone loses Superman at the end anyway. Oh, but uh, how about Sentry? You know about Sentry from Marvel? Yeah, Sentry doesn't like he doesn't matter, does he? Like <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't really because he's not he doesn't really care to be like a hero. Yeah, so. he's like he's like yo, just leave me alone, bro. You know, yeah. even though I have the power of like a thousand black holes and shit like that. Yeah, he's like yeah, I'm just gonna go to McDonald's and get it. That's why back. he's never involved in these conversations. That's why nobody's like, oh, Sentry right. would fucking right. whoop, whoop Superman's ass. 
Yes, we'll see. Who the fuck yeah, they tried Sentry? to bring him back big time with um in the um in the Ultimate Universe, and it, right, yeah, it would kind of fizzled out real quick after the arc. Yeah, because yeah. Sentry sucks. Like it, yeah. he's he's just a strong guy out in the universe, and like who wants that? Like nobody, nobody, nobody needs that. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a strong dude, you know? Like, nobody that, needs that shit. That's true. Yeah, absolutely right. Um, but yeah, folks, um, go watch Invincible. We don't want to spoil too much of the story. That's why we jumped around. But you got to watch. You got to make it to the end and just watch that last episode um, with uh, with the eyes of a child. Because right. it's uh, it's an awesome comic book shit that you're like, oh, my God. Like, dude, uh, like, honestly, in that train scene, I think my jaw dropped. Yeah, mine too. L- legit. I like it was like the mask when he saw Cameron Diaz, you know, just drop right to the table. <laughs> That's how low it dropped. It, it, the entire scene, I was like, oh my God, I cannot. Word believe they actually did that and honestly that that's the bar right now in terms of superhero violence right there in my yeah, opinion i agree um so yeah folks go watch invincible um and next up in our double feature it's uh marvel's own falcon and the winter soldier which um was a show that to be honest benefited a lot from being pushed back i would agree in that well i don't hm let's let's get into that right like okay why do you why do you you think so, Arturo. Okay, let me, so let me hear what you said. I guess because the sequence of events, it was going to get released before WandaVision, right? Yeah, it was. This was supposed to be before WandaVision and after Black Widow. And after Black Widow, so we haven't gotten Black Widow yet. As of this recording, that there has not been a Black Widow release yet. We got WandaVision, and I think it was appropriate to release that first. Um, and and I'm glad the pandemic kind of shook their kind of cobwebs because they were kind of in a fog as to what to do with their phases and these characters because WandaVision in my opinion I really I believe I told you about this it's um it's a closure thing you know what I mean mm-hmm. um Wanda gets closure for, for the loss of vision um and having that after the what we see in Captain I mean not Captain America what we see in Falcon and Winter Soldier right it works because Falcon and Winter Soldier is a new beginning it's a fresh start you know what I mean yes. um yes. WandaVision was a closure to a character of the old phases who will be you know who obviously will show before but the story they were talking about came from her loss of vision which came from thanos you know what i mean so i'm glad that came first because that kind of gets rid of okay this is going to be the end of that kind of story arc where it touches upon the thanos stuff you know what i mean right so having this one is kind of fresh because it doesn't it doesn't go to it doesn't start sprinkling in thanos stuff in there and, and and stuff like that like they get like into the lore of the universe but you feel that at the end of everything you're like okay good i have a direction of where marvel wants to take uh, uh take things now you know right now that you spell it out this is the first like phase four yes thing. exactly this is the first yeah. thing like and to be honest like um we uh we've talked about this before especially with like wandavision where like i was burned out dude like i was over marvel like far from home i like i was over it like i i hated far from home i was like this is the worst like yeah. i i hate that we're still doing avengers stuff and and wandavision yeah you're right like it was kind of tied down by that you know and 
if it released after this, it would feel like a step back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it would have been like, um, why am I seeing stuff about, like, Wanda losing vision here? Like, you right. know, it's something that for sure should have happened how it was released this year. You know what I mean? Right. And, like, in, in Falcon and Winter Soldier, like, I wasn't completely invested when it first began. It's, it's like, Invincible again, where I was, like, in the beginning, yes. I was like, yeah, this is fine. But by the end of it, I'm like, oh, this is the best. And, like... Yes, I- I now, agree. I'm like, um, now I'm like fully energized and ready for this Marvel shit. You know what I mean? Like, I now- feel the exact same way. <laughs> I was very. And you know me, I think I've been pretty adamant about it um, here on the show as well, because I was like, okay, I'm good off this whole Marvel thing for a while, because yes. I'm a big Captain America fan. Um, so if you don't have Steve Rogers, like, I'm a big Steve Rogers fan, period. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so if you don't have him, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm good, you know. Um, I'm good for a while, and I'll, I'll be back in like five years, you know. <laughs> so, um, but I had no clue where they wanted to take all this stuff, you know what I mean? And DC was loving it, too. DC was like, fuck it. Let's take advantage of all this shit. And they were doing their thing. So I was like, okay, cool. Let me pay attention to what DC is doing because Marvel seemed to be lost. Um, but now, as you mentioned, after watching this, I'm all in again, dude. Yeah, like yeah. the pandemic. I'm all, I'm all in again. The pandemic actually worked out in their favor. Because that year away gave us time to fucking finally want more Marvel stuff. Yes. Instead of like being like, oh, it's just 11 straight years of Marvel. But now it's like, okay, we had a break. And now it's like, okay, now we could we could start another 10 years of all this shit. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, Because especially after the death of Chadwick Boseman, especially after that, they were probably even more lost. You know yes. what I mean? Because they were probably trying to have Black Panther be the new leader of the next phase of the Avengers because it, it just makes sense to. You know what I mean? Yeah, because like, yeah, without without Steve Rogers and without Tony yeah. Stark, it, it would have been T'Challa that, as like the next leader because, you know... And just naturally. Seemed, yeah, yeah, it, naturally. And he seemed primed for it too. Like he's, he was really the first one to come out of the portals when everybody oh, came yep. back in Endgame. Yep. So it's like, oh, okay, here's your future right there. But we, like, Marvel literally lost their future future you know so they're like well shit <laughs> yeah l- legit well shit what the fuck do we do now yeah because we we had been talking about this too where it's like what is what do you do like where does marvel go without like a leader and here we got our answer in in falcon of the winter soldier like um i don't know how i feel about the show itself overall but i yeah. like what it does yeah. you know it, it's kind of like um hmm it's kind of like if you st- if you trim down all the extra shit and release it as like a four hour Snyder cut of Jace movie, it's kind of like another Captain America movie. Like maybe like, I would say it's like the proper part three. Yeah. Instead of Civil War. Like this is like the prop because this one's actually dealing with Captain America. Stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're right. Um, You're right. Because you know me, I'm a big proponent of, you know, a proper Captain America three Um, because yes. we never got that. We just like... I. I still to this day don't understand that. They just wanted they just wanted all this story just to get thrown in there, you know? Yeah. Um especially after watching the first two Captain Americas like uh, uh yesterday. I was just bored. I was like, fuck it, let me just watch the first Avenger because I haven't seen that shit in a long time. Yeah, a lot a lot of CGI problems. But um uh a lot of green screen stuff in that movie, surprisingly. Uh it looked a little weird. But then um also after 
a Winter Soldier, which I think is still the best story that the Marvel Universe has told, aside from mm-hmm. obviously Infinity War and Endgame and stuff. That's I doesn't even count. You can't even the scope of that can't even measure. But mm-hmm. um, just the proper story. Um, I'm still upset that we didn't get a proper one because after Winter Soldier, you got this this vibe of how you know this character should be told. You know, and we we never got that that proper conclusion to that character. Uh, besides uh, what they threw us at yeah. Endgame, and, and this but, is yeah. this is this is. Kind Kind of that, right? This yeah. is kind of the, you know. Yeah, this yeah, is, yeah, exactly. This is that epilogue we needed for, for Captain America. Yeah, like this is finally the grieving period for losing Steve Rogers. Yeah, you legit. Know? Like this is like it's legitimate. Like you see, um, you see Sam Wilson, who's like you know figuring out the legacy of the Shield and hampered by it because you know not you know, yeah because Steve gave him the Shield, but Steve you know in his good natured heart didn't really yeah. think about the the extras of that. Yeah, because right? like, Steve is a fucking good person and he doesn't see color. You know what I mean? Yeah, so so he's like he's like dude, like you're a fucking great dude, and here you go. I want you to be the next guy. You know, because you're just a good fucking guy. You know, right? And that's what this show points out. Like yes. It, this show it it it's kind of surprising too to see how much Disney's willing to talk about this stuff. Again, it's the willing. timing of things is definitely yeah. uh it, it works in its favor. Yeah, that too because yeah. like they, you know, they're openly talking about like Sam Wilson's be like being black and what is that what does that mean for not only carrying the shield but like working with the government and all that stuff like and then then you get the the story of the first Captain America with the Isaiah black Bradley. Captain America, yeah, like with <laughs> yeah. Isaiah Bradley, who you know, going back to uh, actual, the first black super soldier, yes, going back to actual history with like you know these black men who were experimented on under fucking bad circumstances, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, under false pretenses, yeah. And now, you know, now it's brought into the Marvel universe and like speeding things along, you know, now that Falcon has officially become like Sam Wilson has become like Captain America. This is stuff that it's still going to have to tackle going forward, you know, because like he even says too, he's like, I'm, I'm a black Captain America, you know, and like, what does that mean? And this show is starting to play with that idea, but like, I'm, I'm very excited to see what that means for like, you know, the future, right? Like, yeah. I think yeah, that's because most exciting. Yeah, because it means that we're gonna get a lot more diversity, hopefully. Yes. Um, yes. and the show kind of like Bucky, especially, um, like as a white dude, he was very self-aware. He was like, "Yo, listen, like me and Steve gave you this. Like me and Steve spoke about giving you the shield. You know what I mean? Like, so, yes. so Bucky knew. He knew that Steve was gonna give." Sam the Shield. Like, yeah, and Bucky was up, like, it shuts up all those fans who are yeah, like, oh, why did he give it to exactly. Bucky? Because Bucky was like, yo, I'm good. <laughs> I want no part of that. <laughs> um, but uh, he knew all along that, you know, like, I don't think it was even offered to him. He was just like, nah, like, it, we know it's supposed to go to Sam. So Bucky even brings it up how, like, you know, we had no idea what it would have meant to give a black person the Shield. And this brings me to a point as to why I actually watched First Avenger to see how everything kind of ties in, like the webs ties in in the background, you know what I mean? And it's true. The First Avenger is so whitewashed that like what they say in in, this, in the show is absolutely right. Giving this shield to a black person, you would never think of the ramifications because in First Avenger, for example, everything's just white. We all know that Steve Rogers is white. I'm not I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about everything around him. You know, like the government gave him this Captain America name and they um, 
loved him blonde hair blue eyes you know strong dude like it's very whitewashed and i'm glad they kind of brought that up because as we mentioned steve is oblivious of that just because of his mentality but in the background that's what it is like you don't see black men in that movie as being like anywhere near the top the only black dude we really get is was you know a prisoner of war who gets broken out of the fucking you know a camp by captain america you know um and then fast forward to uh the show now um and you have um, Isaiah Bradley here, who um, the backstory is that he helped break out that 107th uh, um, infantry from the bad guys too. Like he took the fall pretty much for what Steve Rogers did. Um, they tell a story of um, how he wasn't, how Steve Rogers was kind of praised, but then mm-hmm. Isaiah Bradley's character was in prison. Like and that, for and the same some, thing. That's yes. some real shit. Like yes. this, is, this is some real shit that they're talking about. And it sucks too because like that's the show you know and yes. there's so much extra shit in here that like you know because like so john walker we haven't even mentioned him oh so. my gosh. that's right <laughs> yeah so that's he's totally yeah, yeah he's the government replacement for captain america and he's u.s agent you know what i mean there's your main antagonist all on its own but like he he's actually the b antagonist he's actually yes. the side piece to yes to Carly, flag smashers. yeah, to the flag smashers and Carly, who's like this teen who's who has some legitimate gripes. Who's like, yo, this, yeah, you know, we were all living just fine, and then suddenly we're thrown under the bus when all the people come back. You know? Yeah, which is like another thing which. I'm glad they're kind of talking about it's that like what happens after the snap you know what I mean the, the people who came back what was it five years later or some yeah. shit like that like their lives were thrown upside down we yeah. see little sprinkles of that starting in um far from home right yeah but far from home treated it like a joke like, yeah it, it, it really did it, yeah it because brushed of that, over all yeah of that, it, right? it really did but the this one focuses on like the real fucking shit that happened like a lot of people got displaced like the people who came back were considered refugees. Yeah, I mean, and it's, and, it's wild, yeah, too. It, it, it's like, crazy, dude, absolutely. Yeah, some of the stuff doesn't make sense because they're like, oh, it was better. But, like, we saw we saw during Endgame. Like, we it, saw, it wasn't better. <laughs> we saw the it blip It wasn't world. better at like, all. We, yeah, we saw those five years. Like, it, yeah. it was trash. But, like, in that, in the idea, I get it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, but then, yeah there was probably no regulation of, of stuff and all that stuff. You yeah, know I mean? but then be, because it's Marvel, they have to, like, amp it up. And she becomes, like, a super terrorist, like, immediately like yeah. soon after we meet her she's like oh yeah kill them we have to send a message oh kill the hostages oh one world one people and i'm like oh you you had something there you had something <laughs> yeah and what it was yeah i think because they were like fuck it we're already in the middle of the story let's just kind of yeah. throw it at them because they remember they only had six episodes too, right? Yeah, and that's the problem too. Like, what's with these mar- like I hope that's not a sign of them going forward cuz like WandaVision would have benefited from having one extra one. And it's the same here. We would have benefited from splitting this final like the final battle into two episodes. Yeah. Cause like the John Walker shit happens like he doesn't about face like uh, like almost like like that he doesn't complete 180 from the the like the dude they fight in episode five to, yeah the like, dude who it, fucking pretty much decapitates a guy right with a shield yeah, yeah and like to uh to oh yeah they're laughing along with him and he's helping them save like you know yeah and he, he saved like, that uh, that bus of uh, politicians uh, that was gonna fall off that fucking building or something yeah. he's like he's like oh what's the right 
right thing to do because he's a good soldier, yeah, right? Oh, like, you know what? Let me save these people. I'm like, no, you just like let me just push them off the end. <laughs> like, yes, yeah. like that's what I'm saying. Like, it sucks because they're. I, I think that's my main problem with it, right? Like, as a whole, I like what it's doing, and I like it. This is an important step for future things, you yeah. know. Like, this is we're talking Marvel again, so it's never just like one movie that you experience. It's no, like, it's a oh, whole universe you had yeah, experience, right? It's like, oh, okay, this is the first step, and and. In that way, it's exciting. Like, yeah, and to Paul um, Figgy's web, he's a spider. We're like, come <laughs> fall into my web again, guys. Yeah, we have a like, story right now. They they got me back with uh, the new Captain America. Yeah, in, in um, that, absolutely. Like, we were going back to our talk about like uh, needing a leader. Like yep. they have one now. They have like, one now. A- after that, I was like, after his speech and after like you know yeah. all like the um, conclusion with Bradley and all that stuff, I'm like, you know what? He's an excellent Steve. Like, exactly. Like, we know why Steve Rogers gave him the shield in the fucking first place. Yes. Now. I'm you like, I mean? okay, let, let's get this Captain yeah. America leading Avengers. Like, you know? he's, he, like, even he says it. He's like, yo, I don't have any superpowers or anything like that, you know? Um, and he's very humble about it because, like, you know, he's a good dude. But, like, he just wants the best for all people you know what i mean like right. like he wants to help everyone he wants to see the good in everyone he's like he's legit like a, a black steve rogers you know Dude, yeah and they're doing a captain america 4 yes so yeah. i here we go with like with with sam wilson as captain america and i'm very excited about that because i'm like yeah okay so they obviously have plans for their new captain america he wasn't just like uh oh here's your show but no like yeah legit exactly exactly yeah it's like here's your little bit of shine you know i'll see you never because you're never gonna appear on the fucking big screen as captain america yeah but here we go so like the show they're going through it yeah yeah the show is great because we got to know sam wilson more and we got to know bucky more yeah bucky by the way like total character development from winter soldier all the way till now right holy shit character before yeah (laughs) yeah like he he legit was a blank slate like he yeah like in First Avenger, he was this, you know, cocky friend of Steve Rogers, you know, but he was a good dude to Steve Rogers. He was a genuine friend. He, yeah. He, like, honestly, like, he he rubbed me the wrong way because Bucky was like, oh, you're so, like, fucking, like, ugh. You yeah, know, he's you're so, like, oh, you're so goody two-shoes. Yeah, oh, like, shit, like, 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 Bucky was always that kind of, like, that jock, you know, but... The, the cool jock, you know, but that kind of like, oh, yeah, he's annoying, he's, you know? He's the friend you hang out with who still kind of, like, rags on you every now yeah, and again. exactly. But <laughs> then, like, he's he's kind of telling the truth when he says these, like, nags and shit. But like, he'll always go to bat for you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. But it's That's like, Bucky. oh, but if somebody else tries fucking talking shit about him, yeah. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. That's Bucky. Um, <laughs> So Bucky's character, like, I'm glad he actually went through that. Um, He... He needed a character. Um, like I had doubts about Sebastian Stan from the jump. He turned out to be a good Winter Soldier, you know, mm-hmm. and he, he he was actually really good in the show. I have no you know issues with Bucky. Um, I really want to talk about Zemo though. I'm glad they brought back Daniel Brühl. Yo, so Daniel yeah, that was Brule, dope. What a hidden gem, right? Dude, like, Daniel Brühl's great. He's kind of like he everything uh, now i'm thinking about it, everything i've seen him in i'm like you are fantastic like you deserve yes. like he deserves the world like he- yes he's so good he's a good fucking actor man and they i'm gotta, glad they brought him back yeah yeah they're gonna bring him back for something else like you don't you don't do that much with him and then not like not bring him back watch him show up in like black panther 2 or something right because yeah, of what condoms took him right yeah but he's in the raft so oh, yeah he, all that wait no 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 because remember 
Wait, he didn't no, go back in, to the raft. He's in he? the raft. Yeah, at the end of the sh- at the end of the show, he's in the raft. Oh, because like, I thought the Wakandans took him to Wakanda. They took him. They took oh, him to the raft. Oh, they which, took him to the raft, which d- does not make sense. to No, because I thought but, they were gonna take him to keep him in Wakanda and like fucking like just keep him prisoner there or kill him. Right, but you know, because they were like we'll he. Get- he killed T'Chaka. I'm like, okay, so what are you going to do now? You know? Yeah, maybe with him we'll get like a Thunderbolts or Dark Avengers kind of thing, which would be cool. Huh. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. mind that. You know? Yeah. yeah. Baron Zima, part of a team with like John Walker. You have John Walker now as official U.S. agent. You hey, know, after all that, you do have Julia Louis Dreyfus who came in as his character, right? Who yeah. Is kind of doing uh, a Hydra adjacent, I guess, kind she's, of team. You know? Yeah, like she's. She's probably, Dark Avengers. She's probably Madam Hydra. Like if I would, if I would she, like guess at anything, you know what I mean? Maybe, yeah. Either or maybe either, either or, that or just make her like the like the like Amanda Waller character, you know? Yeah, and then you know, um, Marvel shit. Uh, they're they're building up. Like I said, like now this future is coming together because like um, see, that Secret Evasion show with Nick Fury, it's got uh, Olivia Coleman was added to it, um, uh, Amelia Clark. So you're getting like yeah, oh yeah, Game of Thrones, Daenerys is in there. Okay, um, all right. Yeah, trailers for the Loki show, which looks fine. You know, more more time travel stuff. But, yeah. Like, it's it's a Loki that we have no development on. You know what I mean? Like this is a fresh Loki from the first Avengers, so it's not the Loki we we saw in like Thor um, Thor three or like you know not not the Loki we we actually got to know. So like um, we'll see yeah, about that. Yeah, I'm I'm still very uh, skeptical about that one. It, the trailer was very everywhere, so I don't know where exactly yeah. what kind of story they want to tell. But again, all these Marvel shows kind of start out like that in the trailer where it's fucking everywhere and it shows you a completely different thing and they give and it, and then when you actually watch it it's a whole different thing than what you expected. So there's there's Shang-Chi which is the actual proper movie movie. You yeah. know what? I talked so much shit about that dude <laughs> because I have no idea who the fuck he is. I still don't know who he is, but you know what? I'm I'm digging it. The movie looks like a dope martial arts flick. So I I'm I'm down. Fuck it. Yeah, I um, mean, is it going to be um, like a, you know, a Marvel twist? You know, yeah. Like, is it I, is, is that one coming out this year? Yeah. Um, is it going to be a Disney Plus vehicle for thirty bucks? No, no, that's um, a movie movie. It, uh, it's it's I, no I mean, Black Widow. It's a movie. movie. I've gotten used to paying, you know, at home. <laughs> and Shang Chi is definitely one of those ones that you know I would probably. I would have paid it. I yeah. agree. I would pay because low risk, right? Disney. Because I'm talking to you, Disney. Listen, premium access, man. It's a, it's a thing. I don't mind paying thirty bucks for a movie. Yeah, now we're going back to like origin stories, and that's yeah. where it's like that's where it's tough, right? Like, it's yeah. like ooh, you you want me to get into something brand new? That's that's a big ask. Like, oh my like, god, because yeah, this this show ended up being like a Captain America origin story. But at the same yeah, time, like, much. I already we already knew Sam Wilson, you know, like we already knew we had a thing going in. I don't know. Just in the end, like the show was fine. You know, it had some really good stuff in yeah, it. Um, yeah, I agree. The show was good. It served its purpose. Uh, the mm-hmm. ending of the show crushed me um, yes. from, uh, you know, an emotional standpoint and just, you know, just being a brown dude in America. Yeah. Um, it, uh, it, it's uh, a great ending. Um, and if uh, Yeah, it's a great ending. Um, I'm not going to say anything more than that. But um, if you guys want to watch some more cool Marvel shit, um, I recommend taking um, a peep at... The first two Captain America flicks, man. Um, uh, back to back, you definitely s- see 
the connections to the show. So it was very cool that uh, Marvel legit weaves a deep web into everything they put out there. It's fucking wild. Especially Winter Soldier. Um, seeing how in-depth that movie is, I think Robert Redford was fucking awesome in the movie um like what a cast a, a casting choice that was for them to snag a you know a dude um like robert redford so that was a good get by the russo brothers go watch uh, invincible go watch captain america winter soldier go watch captain america first avenger and uh, go check out uh, falcon and uh, and winter soldier on disney plus um it's not disappointing if you have free time i highly recommend it and thank you folks uh, for joining us today on episode 66 of the more unofficial Corpse Beat podcast. And uh, with me always is Mr. Nick Valdez. Thank you so much, Mr. Tex. Um, big shout out to uh, Glenn for the music. Big shout out to Del for the art. Once again, I'm Arturo Padilla, the guy behind the face. Always remember, it's a scary world out there, but we're here to walk you through it.